Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, world? Full Court Press is in the building. Gang is here. Me, Pierre. Matt and Riley. Fellas, fellas, how are we doing today? Doing pretty good, man. Uh, no complaints today. I'm doing good as well. Matt, I know you've been collecting cards. You getting any new ones lately? Any, any, any interesting ones since the last episode? Yeah, I actually I got a lot. Opened up some NBA ones this week. I, I pulled some really good rookies, which I'm excited about. Uh, a Kongwu, um, Avidija, I can't say his name. A Pritchard, Quickly, Anthony Edwards. So a few good rookie cards that I'm actually going to send in to get graded. Um, and I think those players will be really, really good in the next few years. Yeah, yeah, definitely a buddy of mine is really into cards as well. and He was uh, saying similar things. Yeah, and I'm trying to get my hands on a LaMelo rookie, but the price is just – They're really probably already so high. You'd have, you'd have to pull it. <laughs> it's like it's, yeah. you're trying to find an individual. Man. So expensive. I'm headed to Denver tomorrow, and I'm hitting up this really, really good card shop. And so I'm hoping I can get a couple packs of basketball and try and pull a LaMelo rookie. You know, if you go to Denver, you're going to get a Jokic card. Or a I mean, card. I would love a rookie PSA 10, which is the grading – uh, of Jokic, but those are in the thousands right now. Yeah, that'd be so tough to deal with. You, you pretty much have to get cards at the rookie stage and like pull them rookies and then just you can just hold. Yeah, right now my goal is actually MLB rookies. Um, I pulled mm-hmm. a couple Joe Adels, a couple Casey Mize, um, and so I think those are going to go go really really fast this year. Um, trying to get that rookie Kyle Lewis. Of course, I was literally about to say, I was like, that's the that's the card to have. I'm hearing this yeah. year. It's a future MVP. Yeah, uh, so, so cards are fun. It helps me even when I'm watching sports to pay closer attention to players. I have like their rookie cards and watch their value go up. It just adds another element of fun when I'm watching sports. Nice. Well, uh, talking talking about fun and sports. Uh, last night we had the Lakers and Nets matchup. That have been pretty hyped up. The only issue with it was is that there was no Anthony Davis and uh, no Kevin Durant, uh, which we, makes that you know. dud. Or are we just like? I mean, it was a dud. It was a dud only because I mean, it it wasn't a close game, obviously. But I mean, if the if the Nets are going to be hitting like they were, they're in a weird funky mode right now where like they are just clicking, you know. Like, no Denver. Well, yeah, no Schroeder as well. And I know uh, I saw a quote from Vogel saying that he wanted to – he was excited for that matchup to watch Schroeder guard Kyrie. I don't know. I think Kyrie's probably still getting his, but Schroeder would have made him super annoyed the entire time for sure. So Schroeder's going to slow him down a lot because he's a, he's, a pes- he's a pesky dude for sure. Yeah, um, I'm, not, I'm not mad. I'm not mad about the results. Um, I think – yeah, not having Schroeder and Davis and them not having Durant, we would all love to see that. But Joe Harris was unbelievable. I think in the span of like two minutes, he hit three threes. Yep, Chelan County's finest, man. Um, and, you know, <laughs> I, I was really happy with Kyle Kuzma. He played really well. Shot seven for 13, 16 points. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see because obviously now we know AD is going to be out a month. And I mean, I think all Laker fans, I think all basketball fans in general are just like, dude, it could be longer than a month. Just wait. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, anything yeah. with your Achilles, just do not stress. Don't come back early. Don't do anything crazy. LeBron, we know LeBron and the deeper bench that they have now are going to hold that down. For playoffs, that's what I think. Yeah, as, as long as he's good for the playoffs, then it's fine. If he's not good for the playoffs, that's when you guys need to start worrying about actually winning yeah. another title. 
But as far as like, I mean, you could literally still potentially get through the West just with LeBron. You know what I mean? Like that's just what he does. So it's like you never know what you can do. But as far as winning a title, I think it's, it'd be tough without AD playing like he was last year. Yeah, he carries teams. And so I think this team is good enough for LeBron and the team to make the playoffs, just rest AD and just keep evaluating him. I don't think there's a big reason to rush him back. No. Um, but we do need some guys to step up. Like Morris uh, just was pretty useless in his 10 minutes last night. Didn't do much. <laughs> Harold, I would love for him to play more than 15 minutes. Yeah, that, I think that would only happen because of the uh, the blowout sense of it. At a certain point, I think they just sat him. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, but yeah, he's going to have to step – all their bigs. I mean, Marcus Saul has to play a lot bigger. He's been looking a little slow. I mean, he's he's a, he's a guy you want on your team just for the savvy veteran vibe of him for sure. But you definitely need him to be step up a little more. Like he, before, he was he was going to be a very complimentary piece. Now it's becoming, hey man, you need to step up a little harder. Just like Harold, just like um, Kuzma, all these guys. And you look around and say, hey, like we, we're down on Anthony Davis. So that means that we need to all three or four of us be a step up just to equal what he brings us. So. I think they're good there. I th- like the Lakers, obviously, there's no need to panic, obviously. It was a dud of a game, and that sucked, but it definitely wasn't like, yeah, the, the Lakers are not panicking. They're they're right at the top of the West, right near the top of the West. They're going to be fine, as long as AD's good, because the only thing I can compare it to watching and kind of the vibe of this is, like, remember when KD's Achilles got weird? But, I mean, that's, you know, he obviously tore his, but you know how, like, it got weird at first? There's a couple games in those finals where he was a little off, and it was like, oh, man, is he okay? Like, I don't want to see any of that tentativeness when it comes to the Achilles come playoff time for Anthony Davis. Yeah, I, I agree yeah. with you guys. He does need to sit because Achilles is no joke. I no. Mean, you know, imagine next next season there's another short season. He can risk missing that season too if the season, you know, is another late start or whatever, so. Like, yeah, it's uh, it, it'll be weird too. I mean, obviously, we saw KD come back off it, but KD is a really special case. A, his skills yep. translate extremely well, uh, whether he's got bounce or not. That length and his moves, uh, he can get it, and his ability to shoot and score, like he's good no matter what. Um, but with AD, it's like the bigger you are and the bigger frame you have, like like you know, obviously KD is a skinny, skinny dude, but like the bigger frame with the uh more weight you have on it, the Achilles is tough. We saw Demarcus Cousins, who's still balling in his own right, but. You know, he was a superstar, you know, yep, and you exactly. blow that and things change real quick for you. So it's definitely, uh, yeah, I really just uh, want him to be careful. Um, on the flip side of things, though, I mean, the Nets are playing, I mean, they've, they've only played like what? I think it was six games with six all three games. of the stars together. Yep. And they are, no matter what it is, if there's one of them, if there's two of them, if there's three of them, they figure out a way to win. They're fine. I mean, the, yeah. I mean, we were worried about the defensive lapses of uh, of what they were you know, like they're, they're blowing these bad games and couldn't play defense. But uh, I just saw a thing saying that uh, Steve Nash said that he, after they lost to the Pistons recently, they had like a discussion and like a rededication to defense and just, you know, pretty much like, hey, guys, like wake up, you know. So I definitely want to see if they are able to continue that. Because right now it's looking like the only thing that can beat them is themselves. And they're putting in no effort to do that. They're playing so good, um, and we've heard like, oh, defensively they need to step it up and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, they can outscore any team in the NBA. Um, and so I would expect, even if the defense doesn't tighten up, and um, they're just going to outscore every team that gets in their way. 
and yeah, we'll dude, see, if they're healthy, I don't know what you're supposed to do. We'll see a lot of 130, <laughs> 140 points coming from them, I think, in the playoffs because they're just going to outscore you. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, going in when Harden got traded there, in general, when when Kyrie and uh, and Katie went there, and then when Harden got there, we were pretty open on the fact that their defense will suffer, could, the defense could hurt them, and then you know their mentals and like how they handle themselves would, 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 would like potentially hurt themselves. But luckily, I mean, they've mentally those guys are all on the same page. Harden has been a revelation as far as his, because you know that's been my biggest crap on Harden uh, the entire time we've done this podcast is that. I think he's a really talented player, but that when it comes to the team aspect of things, he just doesn't care. But now he's finally in a place where he does care. How he got there is whatever, but he got there, and now he (laughs) is definitely being, um, you know, probably the best point guard in the league right now. So it's it's pretty nuts to watch him develop. I mean, and like you said, Matt, it's with the with the offense that they have. I mean, especially if KD, if all of them are healthy, which like I said, we've only seen six games of. If all of them are clicking that's a such a dangerous thing because like you said the, the only thing that can stop them is is the it's that dope. defense but they're going to outscore everybody and, I mean, and people forget about Joe Harris he is yeah. one the best right now three point shooter in the NBA um, yeah i mean there's a reason so, they re-signed him amongst all of the want for the stars you know yeah, they still made him a priority and so when you're double teaming James Harden or KD or Kyrie Joe Harris is just standing in the corner waiting like i'm i'm not surprised if he averages by the end of the season in the 20s um because all you gotta do is catch and shoot that's it yeah also too but he doesn't just do that either i mean there are times where he's attacking off the dribble randomly Mm -hmm. where i've I've been noticing that with him and stuff i'm like man like it's crazy that he's developing that and isn't just settling because i mean that's where you see guys like a corver a reddick i mean those guys can you know those guys can pump and, and take a dribble if they want to but most of the time they're trying to hit that three if they have it it's there but harris is starting to develop to the point where he's you know, absolutely lethal from three. But if you, you know, if you close out on him quick enough, he'll put it down and he can still score on you or still create, which is, yeah, it, yeah. it's very wild. Imagining if they had a Spencer Dinwiddie healthy right now, oh um, assuming, assuming he wouldn't have been traded, obviously, you know, we, we don't know the what ifs of that, but assuming he was healthy, I mean, they, yeah, I mean, their, their second unit is, their second unit of guards as far as Harris and Dinwiddie could start for some bad teams in the league. Like, you know, we could like be yeah, the starters. Harris, so. Harris was six for seven from three last night. And another player who who's hitting them from downtown is Timothy Lawau Kabarat. I, I can't say his Timothy name. Timothy Chalamet, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but he, I mean, he was five for eight from downtown last night as well. And so they have these players that when you're so focused on the stars, these guys will step up and hit the big shots. Um, I'm very mean. excited to watch these guys. And you can't sleep on like Jeff Green. Um, and guys like no. that. So I'm very excited. Landry Shamit, those guys in the, no, it's, in the playoffs. It, I'm glad you brought up Jeff Green, actually, because that's a guy who I'm just really happy to see thriving there. Oh, I mean, he's been, he's been all around the league. Obviously, you guys, we talk about the fact, like him and Durant are the last Sonics that actually wore the jersey. Um, <laughs> and with Jeff Green, it's really sick to see because he's always been a really serviceable player. He's always been a really great veteran to have. He can score. He's, he's still got crazy bounce. You know, he's like in his 30s now. He's got crazy bounce still. Um, and yeah, he's just been playing a really solid role for them. And it's nice to see because it seemed like he was just on bad teams or teams didn't really appreciate what he was bringing. And he was kind of like an afterthought. And you can tell they really cherish him there. And it's weird to see. It, you can always see it's funny watching games. You watch enough games of a team when a team is just playing the game and when they're actually having fun and they're actually smiling and everyone's having a good time. 
the Nets are in that mode right now. And that's like a very scary thing because it's one thing to have that in the regular season, obviously. If they can carry that over to the playoffs and it becomes like that turns into like a killer mode, then, yeah, they're going to be extremely tough to deal with. I don't know what you're supposed to do. If, if all of those guys are healthy, I don't know what you're supposed to do. So, yeah, I mean, I shout out to them because I don't know what. Yeah, the Nets are – like I said, I doubted them about how – if they would be able to put it together. And I've been – you know, a lot of guys this year actually – so we'll get into All-Stars later, but a lot of guys this year, anybody that I've had some doubts about, like a Levine or some guy like – people like that, have all this year answered those questions. You know what I mean? It really yeah. stepped up. So it's uh, are they are they your guys' favorites to win right now? To win the finals? Are they the favorites? Um, They're my favorites to come out of the East. Yeah, I'll say that. I'll say I'm talking whole thing, the whole chance. Uh, the, the the West is too the West is too open right now. I want to see how things tighten up. I don't think the Jazz beat them. I think the Jazz would give them a lot of like, give them a lot of shit though. I think I think the Jazz would would mess with them a lot because they're a lot of scrappy defenders who just don't you know who just no frills are just gonna like get in your head. Yeah, so the I Jazz would... would be interesting, but the Lakers. I mean, the Lakers are fully healthy. I have to lean that way because strict and it sounds crazy, but strictly because if AD is fully healthy, he's a top five guy. But then if LeBron is LeBron, then you have to lean that way. You know, <laughs> like it's, it's weird to think, but you have to lean like. That LeBron can do it still, but what about you, Matt? Do you think the do you think the Nets have it, or do you, are you leaning Lakers? Obviously, of course, I'm, uh, I'm leaning. I'm leaning Nets. Mm-hmm. What, man? I don't believe. I it. just think too much firepower. I can't believe. It, <laughs> I have no fingers crossed as I'm saying this. Wow. Well, man, yeah, that's uh, that's big of you to admit. Um, I mean, I do think, like I said, if everyone's healthy, I think it's Lakers and Nets. Uh, in the finals, which I would love to watch. Imagine watching four to seven games of that series, fully healthy. I mean, LeBron, AD, Harden, Durant, and Kyrie, all on the same floor. I think like just those five guys, and you know, that's an all-star team. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be insane. So, Pierre, wh- what do you think uh, when it comes to the Nets? The, the Nets' chances of not only making the finals but winning the finals. First and foremost, I am disappointed that Matt said the Nets, but. He's kind of right. I mean, you got three superstars, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. It is going to be hard to stop. When you look at the East, just alone, there's not a lot of teams <clears throat> excuse me, that can defend all three of those guys at the same time. Not at the same time, but, you know, at, while they're all on the court. And yeah. whew, uh, as far as, the, like you said, the West goes, it's only maybe two teams that really – stand out and that's the Lakers or the Clippers you know I think with any any of those two teams easily it's a seven game series but if you get a Utah a Denver or a Houston you know because we're gonna turn it around it's gonna be be a five game series yeah I definitely don't it's funny because I don't think the uh, Nuggets are gonna get there no they I, I mean man I mean, Murray came back to Earth. The only reason why they were pushing like that is because Murray was playing out of his mind. And as much as the Heat have, like, or as much as the Heat benefited from the bubble, I think that he's benefited. He benefited just as much as far as he rode that, that, um, I don't know what to, I don't know, that controlled chaos. Like, he rode that very well. And I don't think he has the same, the same kick right now. But we'll see how, how, how that goes for him. But yeah, I don't, I don't think the Nuggets are going to end up being much of a, I think they're a first round or second round and out this year. Yeah, I think for sure they're not getting past the second round. No, even Porter. I mean, Porter hasn't been playing up to up to par at all. I mean, he's had every opportunity. I mean, Barton's actually missed a game or two, which he doesn't usually do. So, he's, you know, he's had some extra minutes. 
um, he's had opportunities basically to to just step up really and and be not just the, the third guy because everyone keeps talking about how it's Jokic obviously and then it's Murray and then it's Porter. It's like it could easily be Jokic, Porter, Murray, but Porter has not stepped up. Uh, so yeah, that's that that'll be a weird one. But yeah, I think the Nets. I think that uh, there's still a lot of games to be played, but I do think that they are going to come out of the come out of the East as is right now. Yeah, we got to give it to Jokic. He's been playing absolutely out of his mind this nuts, season. man. He's he's crazy. Um, it's it's I so weird to watch a guy his size do what he does. He's uh-huh. he's a top three in my opinion MVP candidate. Yeah, no, I think that's fair for sure. He's uh especially yeah. via like to watch a guy that big pass the way he does is wild. I actually watched a compilation the other day of just his touch passes. <laughs> like it's, it was like a five minute video of him just like just someone's passing to him and he had a quick touch like a volleyball set to someone else and it's crazy how on point they all are yeah um, i want to ask a question do you think Jokic is a nugget for life or do you see him going somewhere else Nah, denver gonna mess it up here's, here's the thing if they th- if they throw the whole bag at him i think he stays i hope it's not a carmelo situation but well yeah so, some of those dudes some of those dudes uh are the european dudes when they come over like they enjoy they either get traded because the team trades them or if it's their choice to stay in a city, they like to stay. Um, Jokic, he might stay. So I mean, yeah, I mean, he might he might grind out. But I mean, obviously, as the NBA changes, these guys understand that maybe he has to go somewhere else to win a title. We'll see how that goes. He's got another year. I think he's got another season. We'll see how this season goes, and then I wonder if we'll ever hear rumblings from him. You know, that's the thing. You never know what kind of person they are, whether or not they would never say anything, or whether that would start to come out. Uh, actually, hey, one thing though about the Nuggets, I need to mention. Did you guys see that pass from Compazzo, like their backup point guard, the Argentinian guy? Who threw that pass over like right past Kuzma's ear? Did you guys see that? I saw that, and then I saw the, Dude. the, the shot he made and he got fouled. I was like, "What the hell?" That was an insane <laughs> pass. He literally like he because I was watching it. I watched the play, not just the clip, but I went and found the clip, like b- at, like the setup for the clip. So like like how you know what what he was looking at before he made that pass, and I have no idea how he knew he was right there, or even that that ball was gonna somehow get to him off his hands like how like how that doesn't like how that gets by kuzma is insane it's not kuzma's fault in any way like he, he, there's no way he could have seen that coming but the idea that, that dude threw that literally a you know a centimeter from his ear uh yeah just a weird pass i, I love dudes like that. i love point guards like uh the scrappy argentinian usually or spanish point guards that come into the league like like the rudy fernandez's guys like that who come in and just like like play a like a more loose game as far as like the passes they're willing to make and the risks they take i love watching it absolutely man Composo is a very is that, is that how you say his name Composo? yeah he's a very interesting player because like you said he we when i see him like you said i see the jose calderones the yeah whole the, you know the, the jj beret i see all that in them and it just sucks that denver you know is struggling because when you look at these older point guards that come over from overseas and at, at a Later age in life, you want them to do good. You want to see them in the playoffs, content, competing for titles and everything. So. For sure, especially if they waited, they've played careers overseas to then right. come to the NBA. Of course, yeah, you want to see them do well. So hopefully yeah. Denver can turn it around. Whoever is like the talent evaluator for Denver is phenomenal. Yeah. They, just, they <laughs> yeah. get these guys um, so well. Like even how they got Porter that late in the draft. Like what, what did he go, 12, I think it was? Yeah, 12th or 13th or something. Um, they, many people forget they had Nurkic and Jokic. They did. Um, yeah. Both. And I thought they just a horrible trade for Plumlee. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, the I mean, understanding what Nurkic was able to do in Portland when he's not hurt is, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, that's not a great yeah. trade for sure. But whoever just evaluates talent and is on their draft team is phenomenal. I mean, even like a Monte Morris, their backup point guard, he's played yeah. well. Like it's yeah, yeah they, so they definitely find they have a deep team. Yeah, they really do. I think that's what's upsetting. I think that's what's what's weird is they have one of the deeper teams in the league talent wise, and it's we weird to see that they. It's really weird to see that they are struggling the way they are. I mean, it's like I said, it, uh, Jamal Murray not being the Jamal Murray from the bubble. I mean, at the end of the day, like that that was an outlier for him. Like like we've compared it to the Heat, it's very similar. Where like certain guys went to the bubble and balled out, and then when they got out of the bubble, it became real again, and they are kind of back to earth to an extent. And I think that he is, uh, yeah, he's definitely him. Him not being the superstar that I think they were hoping he was going to blossom into after the bubble is not uh, is not helping them at all. But they're still scrappy. I mean, you know, in the West, I mean, you're still competing. They'll be, uh, they'll be fine. The fact the Warriors are still are in the are in the top eight right now is wild. The Spurs are in there. It's weird. The teams I thought would struggle, but they're uh, they're grinded, man. It's it's funny to watch. Golden State's playing some really good basketball. I must admit, dude, watching that game uh, was it last night? The worst game on last night, or was that the night before? The, the, the night, that was the night before. That was Wednesday. yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, but no, basically that game, watching Steph struggle the whole time and then just turn it on when, it, when, he, needed to, when he needed to was wild. He, he had a move. He had a move near the end of that game to hit a go-ahead three yep. that was on par. No one really talked about it, and I, I tried to get a clip of it. It was literally on, on – it was close to on par with like that Chris Paul one he had where he like – Spencer Haas was right there. He was like dribbling around, and then steps back to the three-point line, just turns and fires. Um. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It's really good. I don't. It's. It's nuts to watch him shoot a basketball because people that people that don't understand how hard it is to do what he does. It looks like he's just tossing. You know, it's easy for him. Boom. Just throws it in there. How hard could that be? Like anyone that shot a basketball in their lives knows how insanely hard that is to hit like that on a at a clip like that. I mean, he's hitting over like fifty percent, and he's taking like what, like like twelve threes a game. Yeah, and they've had some players <laughs> right, like Bazemore. Who played great against the Heat that game? Yeah, yeah. Uh, twenty six yeah, points um, in thirty eight minutes, and got Wiggins. You've you've been seeing step up at least on the offensive um, point. And Ubre looks like he's starting to get it together. They shaking off whatever rust he had or whatever was going Yo, on. When is Wiseman so, back? I, I like the Warriors making the playoffs. When is I'd love Wiseman to see it. Back? Wiseman, I'm not sure. I think they're Wiseman's being slow with him. Um, I don't know what he has. I think he's day to day. Yeah, I think they're taking him slow for sure. No one, they're not rushing him. It's like the Lakers aren't rushing AD. They're he's a young asset. They're not about to mess that up. But so you said you don't see the Warriors making the playoffs. No, I said I do see them making oh. the playoffs. Right now they sit at seven. I think they'll be. I think they'll be in the play play in games. I think they'll probably hit that eighth spot um, and be in the play in uh, because I just think Steph Curry's not going to let them lose like a play in type of game. Yeah. Get them to the playoffs and. If it's Utah versus Golden State, that can be really, really interesting. That yeah, might that be one can of go seeds. either way. That might be one of those eight seeds that beat the first. Well, it's crazy. Like, like to see Steph. I mean, it's crazy to watch a guy that's done so much and accomplished so much in the game. Like, get doubted so much week to week by by people that think that they're fans of the game. Like, they'll be like, oh no, he can't carry a team. He can't do all this stuff. It's like, well, he's he's playing out of his mind. So it's like, you know, the idea that this guy needs all this help and all this stuff. It's like. He is the one right now doing it. I saw like a meme. It was supposed to be a meme joking about him, but it was like saying that he's the only guy right now doing without a real Robin. You know, if he's Batman, there's no, he doesn't have a real Robin right now. And that's true. I mean, if, you know, Draymond or Ubre or whoever, 
is his second guy. I mean, that's that's tough considering that he's in the West right now, better than the Nuggets, better than the Grizzlies, all these in the Mavericks teams that were supposed to be better than this is a credit to him for sure. Because without him, they would not be doing any of that. They'd be at the bottom again. They'd be with the Wolves at the bottom. So shout out to them. Can I t- can I bring up a team that I'm very surprised about their struggle? I'm surprised about the Boston you, Celtics. Oh, okay. I was about to say, why are you surprised? I thought you were talking about my team, but you know, we'll save that for another day. Yeah, no, I'm not surprised by the Boston. <laughs> uh, never surprised by what they're doing. But wow. the Boston Celtics. Yeah, uh, were they 14 and 14? Yep. Yeah. I mean, they're still sitting at five in the East, but um, it's a surprise because Tatum, Brown, like they have really, really good pieces, really mm-hmm. good. Let me ask you this, Matt. Is yeah. it a surprise? Isaiah Thomas curse. Uh, it might be the Isaiah Thomas curse. I've been saying it. it I've been saying it for <laughs> what is literally, I think, years at this point, a couple of years now. I've been saying that the moment he traded IT, the season after he lost his sister and put on a epic MVP-level performance and gutty playoff performance, considering he just he did a he did the eulogy for his sister and then came back over and played a game and dropped 53. So, uh, yeah, the moment you do that, the bad things are going to come to you, whether you like it or not. And uh, Danny Ainge is starting to reap what he sowed. Obviously, Tatum, Tatum and Brown, great call, great draft picks, great call. Outside of that, he's fumbled every situation. And now I people are looking around. They're, they're trying to fire Brad Stevens now. I think it's because they're not playing Taco Paul. I think that's a great call. It's, it's deeper than that, Matt. I know. I know. <laughs> it's deeper than that. I no, think uh, freaking use this uh, trade exception that they still they, have. They they are gonna have to. Why haven't they used that yet on like a a, a Drummond or yeah or somebody? I, dude, it's it's a Danny a Danny Ainge is trying to outwit himself at this point. It's like he's <laughs> you know he literally it's like he that guy is so trying to be two steps ahead of everybody else. There's this point that, at this point he's running in a circle in his own loop and no and everyone's standing on the outside of it wondering what the hell he's doing. And the they also player they need is Vucevic from Orlando. That'd be helpful for sure. If you nope. can get him or Drummond like that, I mean, Vucevic would be the better call, but because uh, he understands his role and stuff. I mean, when it comes to Drummond, he's just such an outlier as far as his, like, want to bring the ball up and all this weird stuff that he does. Like, it's, it's, it's like that idea that everyone says the Nets are going to go get him. It's like, I, I wish so much that they would have they would avoid that and go get somebody else. Like, the fact that they, like, like I said, if they had Jared Allen right now, they would have no defensive questions. No one would say anything. They'd be fine. <laughs> like it's, you know, DeAndre Jordan's always a little hurt right now. He's a little off. It's like they need someone that uh, they need to get a center for sure. But Drummond is not the right one. Let him go to a bad team. It's not going to work. Like I don't. Yeah. I mean, the, Cel- the Celtics could use him, right? Like the Celtics could do that because they, they you know, they're a better. Seeming to be more of a better, like a better exit and O's team than the Nets are. But and also the Nets just have too many mouths to feed. You know, I mean, he's a twenty-point guy himself, twenty-five point guy himself, when he wants to be. So it's yeah, gotta, you have to pay him the you know next season. So yeah, yeah. yeah so Drummond to go to Dallas still. I think just that'd be with, fun. That'd with, be super fun. KCP, or sorry, not KCP with Porzingis spreading out the floor as the four and letting Drummond just be a rebound machine below. I think that will really help Dallas be in the playoffs and be a contender in there. Definitely. I mean, that'll, I mean, their two biggest issues are rebounding and three-point shooting. I mean, and it, so it's like if they're hitting the threes, great. If not, Drummond gets, you know, 16 boards a game, kicks those back out to, sh- to uh, quickly to shooters, and, you know, maybe you have a better look that way. So they can improve rebounding and three-pointer and three-pointers points, three pointers made, hopefully, yeah. um, doing that. So, I mean, I think he can help a lot of people. I just think the Nets fit is not it. 
I think him and Harden would clash. You know, it's funny too. I was just talking to our editor Abe, and he was just saying that he was no longer a Celtics fan because he was just over oh. it. Just oh. you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, hey, the last thing you'd expect from a from it, a great Celtics fan. He pulled a Ben. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, you hate to see it, Abe. You know, he'll he'll be listening to this, and it sucks that uh, that you had to go that route, but it's okay, and we love you, and I think that's Abe, important. To, I think that's important take, to know. Take it from me, Abe. The Rockets lost seven straight, and I'm still here. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe Abe be better. My team's been gone since I think what 1994. They're coming like that. back, Riley. They're coming back. Oh, I know, well, I know, because I'm still here. That's why they're coming back. So it's okay, <laughs> 14 to 14. But no, in all honesty, Ainge has to go at some point. I think that's that well starting to run real dry. And then sucks is I think Brad Stevens is going to get thrown to the wind here pretty soon. And that, um, he's such a good coach. So. It, it's, yeah, it does suck. I mean, the, the roster he's had, they've been, there's been a lot of injuries, things like that. But, I mean, his roster's been solid, though. I mean, without a, uh, he needs a good center for sure, but the roster's been good enough that he should yeah. be able to put this together. Um, so, I mean, maybe a change of scenery. But the next place he goes, he's going to win a title. I don't know. <laughs> he, like, he's going to go somewhere else. And, like, the moment he leaves Boston, he'll have any team he wants to go to. So. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't feel bad for him by any means, but he can come be an assistant in Houston. Yeah, man. I mean, he would definitely help out there for sure. Uh, actually, speaking of Houston, real quick, uh, I was watching some Kevin Porter Jr. in the uh, G League, and uh, he's looking really good. So you guys need to bring him up <laughs> as yeah. soon as you can because yeah. he's looking really good, dude. Like he, he is. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's he's had some some great games in the G League and. We we need to do something, man, because the the team just looks lost. Like what? A couple of weeks ago, we were talking about how great the winning yeah, scrappy was and, and this that and that. And then as soon as Christian Wood go down, we just don't look. Yeah, we don't I mean, know how to play basketball. But also too, I mean that's that, that does suck for the right now, but it does prove for the future. Understanding how important that signing is and how important oh, yeah. he is for your future because he is like it, it is like it, like I said, it's a weird silver lining. It's like you lose a guy. Who, you know, you're like, oh, no, this season's screwed now. But it's like, at the very least, you understand the next season, you know that you need that guy for sure. <laughs> like, it will be important and free. We won't have to come into a season worrying about if certain guys want to play or, you know, so it, yeah. I think you know, it'll be good. Yeah. Man. Um, Do, uh, go ahead, Matt. Sorry. Sorry. I was, I was just, no, you can finish up about the Rockets. I was, moving. no, we're finished. <laughs> the Rockets I, are finished. So. Um, we're at one of my favorite points of the season. We're close to the trade deadline. Yo, speaking of trade deadlines, we saw Draymond Green speak on it, so we might as well just speak on it as well. The Cavaliers, we've already talked about Drummond, but they decided to sit Drummond until they find a trade for him. Same with Blake Griffin. And Draymond Green had a, some may call it a rebuttal, but I agree with what he said. You know, we always talk about Trying to hold players accountable, but if a player is healthy and they want to play, why are you sitting them? Now I get why because you don't want them to get hurt, you don't want them to risk their value. But then again, like Draymond was saying, it becomes you know crazy when professionalism is is coming to question. And do you guys agree with what he was saying, or 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 what? I get it, but I think it comes down to what you already said. They don't want the, the their players to get hurt that they're trying to trade, um, especially players that are taking up that much money that you can still get some value from. So I get it from Draymond's point of view, but I also get it from the business side. Um, you you protect your assets. 
man, he was hot. <laughs> I was like, whoa, like, okay, Draymond. Yeah, Draymond's been, I do give him credit for things like this. When, like, he does speak his mind on things that maybe other players wouldn't have wouldn't have spoken up on. Um, but no, I do think that, like, if the, yeah, if a player's gonna have, if a player's gonna sit like this, like, that's best for, like, that's best for them. If the team, if the team thinks that they don't want to hurt the asset or whatever, I mean, that's protecting everybody's money yep. at that point. And honestly, right now, it's like, who's suffering? The fans? The fans aren't at the games. So it's like, especially right now, I have no problem with people, with, with teams sitting guys. I mean, if a guy wants to go out and play, if it's like, I, I really want to play, then so be it. But I mean, if, if they're saying, no, we'd rather not have you do that, then, you know, like you said, like I said, it's, it's protecting everybody's money at this point. Um, and also, especially if you're a guy like Drummond or if you're a guy like uh, uh, Blake Griffin, where you obviously want out of a situation at this point, then let him do it. Because if you get hurt, then you're stuck. So, yeah. you know, might as well just let it live. Um, but, you know, I never have a problem with Draymond speaking out about anything because it's like most of the time he's really on point. I mean, say what you want about Draymond and he's kind of a, you know, he's, he's a mercurial guy sometimes. But he's definitely a very uh, – I enjoy the fact he's willing to speak up about mostly anything. So yeah, I think uh yeah, Draymond is solid in my eyes. And he's gonna be a Laker soon, probably, Matt. So <laughs> it's so funny now because he's part of clutch now, just seeing every every time like he had that tweet at LeBron, like just you know, like said something like, Oh, look at the king or something, and everyone's like, Oh, he's going to the Lakers. It's like that probably was in his contract, like, hey, you I know probably in clutch, hey, you have to send three nice tweets about LeBron a month. Right. Out, I mean if he's getting paid like ten mil a season, that's fine, not no twenty. 20 no. No, absolutely not. Um, actually, fellas, real quick, something that's been going on. I don't think it's been uh, following. Speaking of Isaiah Thomas, like him playing for Team USA for the uh, uh, the America Cup qualifying in, I think they're in Puerto Rico right now. It's so weird because I thought it was like a, a a team of like young guys, you know, like young college kids or something like that. And it's not. <laughs> no, dude, it's like it's old dudes. It is like really like really old cats. Like some guys I've never heard of, but also like mostly guys that are like thirty four and older. Like it's a it's a it's an old squad. Like like if he dominate if that if that's how the whole tournament is and he dominates, he did not do himself a favor playing in it. Like I know he wants to look like he he says he's very healthy. He I mean he looks great. He looks very skinny. Looks very healthy. Um, everyone's saying, you know, around him that the hips better, the best it's ever been, da, da, da. but it's like, I would have rather seen him just, you know, like swallow the, swallow uh, the pride a little bit and go play in the G league or something to really like compete against like real players. Cause right now he's literally dating himself. He's playing against guys. He's going to be playing against guys that are really old and just are not in tip top <laughs> shape. So I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Um, which is a bummer. Cause obviously, you know, I love Isaiah Thomas. So I want to see him do well, but that was a super big bummer, man. Like, no. yo, you you think it'll be one of those G League situations? Well, he could have made it to G League because I look at the G League I was watching the other day, and I seen Jared Jack, I seen Amir Johnson, and I'm like, Yeah, there's vets, man. There's vets down there that are willing. To but that's the thing is it is that there those guys are there willing to help. Like Jared Jack is more of a coach. He's playing really well. It's funny he plays really well. Yo, he there. is. But it's I, I mean he's, and he's 37 years old playing. You know, playing the he's, he's the most consistent guard on that team of young talented guards. But it's to watch him. Uh, but him and Amir Johnson are both also basically coaching and, and being vets to these guys. And Isaiah likes to do that. He is a guy who's a, who loves to be the vet, but he also is right now at a selfish point in his career where he's, you know, the, that spot is his type stuff. So it's, yeah, we'll see how that plays out. I, it's just a bummer when I realized, I actually looked up the the people he's playing, the roster. I'm like, oh man, what? Like, no, dude. 
Like, why would you go do this? So, yeah, it's it's a bummer, man. I really – if, if he could get back on a roster, you know, I and just had a couple minutes to burn, I think that he would be a lot closer to what he used to be. I don't think he's going to be, you know, an MVP-type guy by any means or a starter. But, I mean, there are teams that are struggling getting scoring off the bench, and I'm sitting there like, dude, you can't tell me this guy at, you know, 85 90% cannot give you 15 you know. So do you think it'll be a situation where like Jamal Crawford was last season where he'll be a late add to a team? Or? We'll see. I mean, here's the thing though, is that like when it comes to Isaiah, I think that there's a lot of like weird red tape around him now for some reason, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I just thought it was super weird. I think it was worth mentioning because I was like, no, man, like, you know, and like we said, it's like once Danny Ainge traded him, his trajectory just plummeted. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's uh who knows how the narrative changes. Even if he was hurt, if he signs a contract with them and stays with them, who knows how the rehab goes? Who knows? You know what I mean? Like maybe he's right. out of season with his hip, but they do well enough. He, you know, he has the confidence there to, um, you know, and and the support there to come back healthy. That's how but, it is uh, with a lot of guys. They they trust the organization, and then once they leave that organization, that they never like. It's different to leave an organization because you want to, but when you are like ripped away from an organization, no explanation. Yeah, place he thought oh, you were gonna be. That messes with you mentally, and I do feel for Isaiah Thomas. Like you said, to, to have to play a game after delivering a eulogy at your sister's passing and then come back to the one thing that will get your mind off of it, put your, you know, whatever you feeling at ease, you get traded, that is crazy. Yeah. It's not yeah. ideal. Certainly not ideal. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, that was uh, – that's not fun, dude. Uh, wait, wait till the All-Stars just came out, by the way. Yes, they did. Uh, and there was talk of, uh, first of all, they were uh, on the West. What is it? LeBron, obviously, is the captain. It's a 17 straight. That's insane to think about. Man. <laughs> like, like, I was thinking about Anthony Edwards or whatever, who's like, what, 18, 19 right now? Yep. It's like, man, he's been making an all-star game your entire life. Like, that's insane. Um, Yeah, LeBron, Jokic, Leonard. Uh, Luca. Oh no, sorry. Yeah, LeBron, Jokic, and Leonard, and then Curry and Doncic. Now there's some spec. There's some backlash between that Luca and Dame. Where it is that they were tied for votes, and then fan votes was the ones to push Luca into the starting lineup over Dame. Doesn't mean Dame's not going to be an All Star. Oh yeah, he will be for sure. That that won't be a problem. It's more that like yeah, he definitely deserves a starting nod at some point. It's like I think yeah. At the end of the day, too, I mean, the fan vote's one thing. At the end of the day, though, the league just probably went, you know, boom, we want Doncic center stage. Yeah, more exciting. I mean, all this talk, he was like, an, you know, an MVP front runner or whatever early in the season when his team is garbage. It's like, you know, we can't, like, yeah. I mean, it's one thing to to appreciate how good he is and the kind of talent he is, which is monumental. Yeah. But the idea, like, I always hate when it's like the great white hope comes and the NBA just pushes the white dude as hard as they possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it's because it's like because you're you're ignoring a talent like Lillard at that point who's been in the league, been doing it, has carried the brand in a in a way that a lot of players have not been able to, uh, as far as like that clutch factor he has, and you know what I mean, like the kind of lore that surrounds him. I think it's a I think it's a major bummer that he gets to miss out again um, for a kid who's going to have like you know probably ten fifteen more of these to deal with. So it's sad, dude. I wish uh, I really wish Lillard would have. Uh, would have made it, but it's fine. I mean, it's just another chip on that guy's shoulder, you know. <laughs> like, add yeah. it to the bunch. Basically. I won't be surprised if he has a, a a blistering second half game. That is. And then, uh, and then the East was Durant as the captain, uh, of course. You love then, to see it. 
Uh, Giannis, who, yeah, Giannis, which is funny because the Bucks have been bad. Uh, and <laughs> Bees has been crazy. Uh, who's been playing really well again? Another guy who I said, "Hey man, go get in the post more," you know, and uh, and I and I respect you more, and that's what he's he been must doing. Have heard you. <laughs> that's what he's been doing. Great player he's been this season. Oh, he's been, yeah, he's been he's been phenomenal, and it's because he must he, have heard him, Matt. Yeah, because he's finally embraced the inside outside and understand that he doesn't have to be on the outside. That like he's he's going to dominate with his footwork and his quickness and his quick feet down low. That he's going to dominate, and that's what he's been doing. So it's 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 one of those guys, like I said, who's made me. Uh, uh, who has proven or pretty much proven me wrong as far as me saying that they, you know, this is what they're going to struggle at. Um, so shout out to him beat on that one. And then Beal and Irving, uh, Bradley Beal doesn't have to get upset anymore. He made a, uh, he made the all-star team. Now, are we all okay with the Kyrie starting or should there have been someone else? I mean, cause there's, cause there's the thing. The next guy after him is Harden, right? So it's yeah. like Kyrie or Harden, but at the end of the day, like, Harden has only played so many games. I mean, Harden with his whole first half of the season or the first half of the first half, basically. Yeah. Like, he shouldn't get in just on that. You know what I mean? Like, like the idea that he quit on his team, basically, was not showing up type stuff. Like, I don't, you know, that's should be enough. But, I mean, with the Nets, he's been a revelation. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm looking at the guy underneath both of them and Levine, who, again, another yeah. one of those dudes who I've wrecked for not mm-hmm. playing great defense. Right. Um, but he stepped up on both ends of the floor really hard. Uh. So yeah, he. I mean, I think that he could have gotten a nod there, and I would have been fine with it, honestly. But he'll make it for sure. I I, I would be shocked if Zach Levine didn't make the make the actual roster. But Levine has been such a special player this year. He's really. Do do the Bulls keep him or do the Bulls trade him? Well, man, I've been Ooh. I've been on the I've been on the trade him boat for a minute with him, and now that he's playing defense, it's a different thing. <laughs> it's like I don't like guys that can't. That only play offense, play no defense, because you're not going to win like that. But he has with such Bede, a contract, such a team friendly contract. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's been playing out of his mind. I mean, one thing you can never say about him is that he doesn't work extremely hard. That dude is in the lab working all the time, like when he's in the off season and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I and mean, it's been paying off. So that's yeah, shout out to him because I did not think that was going to play out. If play you're out that the, way. if you're the Knicks, would you trade for him? It would depend on what you're giving up. Trade a young player, a young talent, and some draft picks for a Levine. I think you'd bring he would bring some excitement to the Knicks, which there's already a lot of excitement around them. I think he could be a really good addition. Yeah, I mean, if you, I don't know, I because with them it's funny because I already like quickly is getting his minutes taken, um, by like Rose and uh, and Peyton. And so it'd be t- like in that backward where Levine does some ball handling, it was suck to see quickly probably get buried more into the bench. I mean, unless they traded him in that deal. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that it would be if, they, if you kept him and Randall, Levine and Randall, like that'd be at least really fun to watch. But it's one of those deals where I don't know if that's sustainable. Like, I don't know if I don't know if Julius Randall is sustainable on a truly winning team. You know what I mean? Like, it's it, yeah, it's a weird He's a weird one for sure, but he's been playing out of his mind. Like he should be an all star too. There's a lot of guys this year who are going to be all stars, where that like were fringe guys last year who you wouldn't even really have considered probably. Um, but yeah, no, I'd say yes. I'd I'd say if you can do it, yeah. But I think that's an anti Dolan move to actually do something positive for your team. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, the Knicks are very exciting right now. Julius Randle is playing so good, um, but a lot of guys disagree with me. I think right now is the perfect time to trade Julius Randle because I don't think his stock will go higher than where it's at. 
Well, we've seen the same thing with Marcus Morris. Julius Randle's like, oh, I hope to stay here long term. And then he was traded. So, yeah, I mean, the Knicks are just an extremely trash organization. So it's like, it, the, it, you know, it really it, sucks man. because you really hope these guys are going to be, you know, like these guys would get their wishes granted if they want to play for you. If they're playing well and they want to play for you, you'd think that, that would be something. But I mean, with the I Knicks, really, right? <laughs> yeah. With the Knicks, it's always about what's going on tomorrow, even though they're yesterday and today have been bad, you know? Oh, you know, we made the deal because we, we, we felt like what we were getting in return is going to help us in the future. Yeah, not, and it's like, well, the immediate future never comes, future, you know? Like Ten years from now, future. And it's like, man. But, yeah, Julius Randle's playing out of his mind. Definitely he needs did. to be an all-star. He definitely does. I'm actually wondering the uh, – um, also, by the way, we should actually mention too the the Bucks just being bad. <laughs> like, like they've lost five straight. Toronto? Oh my! Yeah, they've lost five straight now. Like, what are we doing, man? Like, it's it's run. wild. My goodness! I I the the first game I was like, why the hell is the the uh, Theonis getting playing time? But then this last game, I see why. But that team is they just I don't know. I, you added Drew Holiday, Bobby Portis, DJ Augustine. You brought back Pat Connington. You kept DJ, I mean, Dante DiVincenzo. I don't know what's going on. We talk about how bad Boston has been. We talk about Toronto, but but Milwaukee? Yeah, those three teams have struggled a lot. Uh, it's it's actually a real bummer. Yeah, because I mean, Drew Holiday's been out the last two games for sure. Um, which has been really murky. I don't know if it's COVID related. I think it is, but like it's been kind of murky as to what it's actually been. But uh, I think it's COVID related. But yeah, to see Toronto, um, see Toronto, Milwaukee, and uh, and Boston all struggle really opened the doors up for teams like Philly and Brooklyn to just kind of yep. you know chill alone at the top. Um, you know, then you have these teams, these ankle biter teams at the, at the bottom, like Charlotte and Chicago and, and New York, who are trying to who are trying to break that break through that wall. But like they're right there. You know, so it, what Orlando did to, to Milwaukee last season. Yeah, so it's definitely it's it's going to be really fun to watch because I want to see. Like I said, the West is is going to be very top heavy again. They're going to have like six teams that are all going to fight, and it'll be fun to watch. But the East is just going to be like a real dogfight because if it's pretty much going to see who can give those top two seeds a run. Because I don't I don't know who beats them. I don't know neither, man, but. Milwaukee better get it together. It's to me, it just seems like Giannis is regressing. Well, yeah. It's, well, it's not even regret. It's that he's just stuck where he's at. Like it, it gets pre- it gets predictable. Do you yeah. think we've seen Giannis hit his ceiling? Yep. It, it, here's I, the thing. Yes, because if he can't shoot, if he cannot figure out a way to score outside, it's it's the LeBron conundrum that, that used to happen, where it was like, well, he can only really drive. He doesn't have any moves. He doesn't have these things going. It's like. And LeBron was able to work around it. He got a move here and there. And honestly, Braun is just good enough that his athleticism and his ability to create has, has made him, you know, impenetrable. But as far as Giannis goes, if you can't shoot at all the way he cannot shoot at all, it's you're limited. It's like Ben Simmons. Like Ben Simmons is an amazing basketball player. Everyone would agree. He's a, a phenomenal basketball player. But because he cannot shoot, you can't call him a superstar. Yeah. Giannis, you can call him a superstar. He's one MVP. You can do that for sure. But I'm saying like there's there's levels to – there is a ceiling, and I think I think you're right, man. I, I do think that he's hit that ceiling. So is Giannis elite? Yeah, I mean, I think he is still because of just his, like, because of how naturally athletic and all the things he can do on the floor and the length and all that. I think that he still is technically 
But as far as him being able to carry a team, I don't know. You know, as weird as that sounds, you think elite, you'd be able to carry somebody, but right. Yeah. I mean, cause elite, I guess you need to be able to score in all phases and for him, you, he can't. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's, he, he's, he's about as close to elite as you can get while being limited. If that makes sense. Well, we do know the all-star game gets underway March 7th. The full details have come out now. And then I think we should close the show by giving our reserves. But the all-star game is March 7th in Atlanta. The dunk contest is going to be at halftime. The skills and the three-point contest are before the game. The only one we know that's in the three-point contest right now is Dame. That's the only one we know. Man, it's so weird to me that they're still going to do the all-star game. Yeah, it still does not sit well at all. Look, it's in March. I'm like, damn. I'm used I think to we can assume Joe Harris will be in the three-point contest. Yeah, I think Joe Harris will get in. Um, Steph may go. I think it's – I mean, at a certain point, they're going to have to fill it with guys that are already there. Yeah. Because I don't know how many guys are going to want to, like – I mean, that's the thing, too. It sucks because, I mean, if you're a guy – if you're somebody who, you know, because of COVID hasn't seen people you want to be around and all these things, and then you're stuck basically having to go to Atlanta to go shoot a – you know, do a quick you – know, it's, it's not a three-day thing. It's literally a one-day type of deal or whatever where it's like, yeah, at halftime we're gonna do a quick three point contest, and then that's the only reason you came here. <laughs> right. It's like, and if you don't win, then you lost a three point contest. That would be crazy, right? It's like so. As far like if so, Steph's obviously in the All Star game, so of course you'd want him to be in the three point contest because he's you know because he's there. You know, like, like but I don't, I don't know how many guys are gonna come and do that without uh, being in a, being in the actual game themselves. I think some guys will decline, but yeah i don't it does not sit well with me at all dude that they're gonna do that but you know the nba needs their money somehow and they're gonna get it they do not care they're gonna get it we love adam silver but he is uh he is putting his foot down on this one right now when we look at reserves for both east and west what is it three guards and two forwards uh i believe so yeah <clears throat> so and there's like a couple at, there's a couple at the end there a couple like fan votes or whatever oh yeah so okay so i guess we'll do well actually yeah you're right because it's seven so, because there's five right now, so there's seven, so there's twelve. So, when you look at out east, if you can think of seven guys, Matt and Riley, that you predict to join or your, you know, your pick or whatever. Well, let's just see who we can put together. Uh, cool. I think in the east, you got to go Levine, obviously. Yep. Um, he's definitely going to be there. I'm trying to think. I know Harden's uh, going to be there. I think Jason Tatum will be there. Yeah, Jalen Brown as well. I think both of them make it. I think Julius Randle should. Yeah, I agree with Randle for sure. What about Ben Simmons? Uh, I mean, just on defense alone, like he's going to get consideration, I think. But I, I don't know. I That's Randall a tough one. Ben. Yet who? I, I think there's other guys that I would have over Ben Simmons this season. Yeah, no, I have no problem with that either. Um, I'm trying to think who else would be solid here. Did we already say James Harden? Yeah, yeah, Harden. We have Harden, Levine, Randall. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to think who Middleton? else? No, Jimmy. Yeah, uh, Jimmy no, Bob. he hasn't played enough. He's been out. I don't know. I Bam out of Bayou. Bam could be up there for sure. They might throw Bam in there as one of the centers. Uh, that would not be a bad call at all. I would have Vucevic over Bam. Uh, actually, you know, yeah, Vucevic would probably be the guy. He definitely knows what's up. 
Um, yeah, I, I would vote Vucevic. Yeah, because he's been he's been extremely solid. Uh, not Trey Young. I would not put Trey Young in there. Was Middleton uh, or no? No, no, because no, he hasn't stepped up. Like he's been, I have him in fantasy. He's been extreme. He's been okay, but he's not been all star worthy. He's been extremely in the average. Beginning, I would have said Trey Young and Middleton, but right now, no. Trey, yeah. Trey Young is just like, oh yeah. Yakum is a good question mark. He's one of those fringe guys who could make it because <clears throat> he's been on the like he's been on the cusp like. Well, who I've been really impressed by is Van Vliet. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to see Van Vliet in there just because that would be a lot of fun, you know, just to, to, like because to, like the story that would be of him being there. I think that'd be huge. Kyle Lowry won't be, won't be. That's for sure. No. What no, about dude. Russell Westbrook? No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> no way. Forget him, dude. That's a yeah. That's no. That guy what about um? I think another Sixer who can make it is Tobias Harris. Yeah, he has a case. Yeah, he'll get a look for sure. If he makes it, I won't be like I won't argue that he shouldn't have made it. Yeah, I think yeah. he make it over Ben. He could because he's been the most consistent sister, Sixer other than Embiid. Yeah, I don't know if the NBA will do that. No. Like I said, it's 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 one of those things where he might deserve that, but the NBA is particular. You know what I mean? When it comes to the comes to the reserves, you know what I mean? Like the NBA, like they'll they'll try to pull whatever strings they can. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you think about Tobias Harris is pulling in the U.S. market, but Ben Simmons is pulling in the Australian market. Yep, and that uh, that is a factor for sure. Now, when you think of snubs, before we move on to West, who's going to be snubbed, and, and will there be any snubs? Because I don't I don't think this season. There will be too many. I mean, people. No, so I, I think the snubs last year are going to make it this year. Yeah, me you too. know, like a Levine got snubbed, Beal got snubbed. Yeah, um, they're both going to make it. So I think that they'll be they'll be fine. I, like I said, I don't think there are a lot of guys like that. Um, I'm looking around. I don't. Yeah, because Trey Young's not going to get it. He's been wildly inconsistent. Like that yeah. guy has been wild. And honestly, I cannot stand watching him play basketball. I <laughs> hate watching him. It's it sucks. The the whole thing of just like running into people now, where it's like. Like Harden started with like the with the step through or like with the uh, with the hand where he'd bring his hands through real quick, you know, um, and guys that have their hands inside and he'd rip them through and uh, and then get then he get that foul call. It started with that, and now it's tr- turned into Trey Young doing the just run at a guy and then bump him like a normal bump, you know, like that would not knock anyone off their center or anything, and then just you know flail and throw the ball up and he's getting these calls where like he's not even trying to score the basketball, he's trying to get that call only. And it's it's such a boring, horrible like version of basketball to watch that I I cannot stand it at all. So we're all in agreement about the East. Now we look out west, reserve wise, three guards that come to mind for me: Devin Booker, Dame, and the other guard, John. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Joe Ingles. Oh, I'm Donovan kidding. Mitchell. Oh yeah, Dominic Mitchell for sure. Sure, he's been he's been a star this season. Yeah, yeah, he's been playing out of his mind. Three guards, I would say. Forwards, bigs. If Anthony Davis does not make it, which I don't think he will because of the injury. Ooh, big man. Uh, ooh, I don't know. Well, obviously Christian Wood, he probably will be a replacement, but he has to get himself healthy first. I would rather him be healthy than play in the All Star game. What was the thing? You can get named to it and not do it. You know. Yeah. Um, oh, Rudy Gobert, of course. Gobert. I think Zion will get a look. Jokic. 
uh, well, Jokic is in the he's oh, yeah, starter. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, um, sure. A player I've been disappointed about who I thought could be on the fringe of All-Star, but not even close, is Aiton. Yes. Yes. Yeah, man, I don't. Yeah, he's a weird player to me. He's somebody I don't have a lot of faith in for some reason. I hear Shaq talk about him all the time. He should be so much better than he is. I mean, that's at the same time. That is Shaq. Shaq would say that about literally anybody that is not Shaq. You know, <laughs> it's like, oh man. I mean, you know, he could be, you know, he could be real good. It's like, well, yeah, man. Like, you know, like, he, he, you know, yeah. It's it's always in comparison to himself, which is tough because yeah. it's I like think, I think Zion and Ingram both got chances. Yeah, and I think Zion will get the nod ahead of Ingram this season because Zion's been hot, and again because it helps the NBA oh. to have Zion in the in the game. But Morant, does he make it? No, he hasn't. He hasn't played enough. I don't, I don't think. And he, and even then, when he's been back, it's been a slow comeback for him. So I don't think he'll make it this year. But he, I mean, he'll he'll make it every other year if he's healthy. That won't be a problem for him. It's just a bad timing for him this year. Sorry, I forgot to say this on the East. I wouldn't be surprised if Gordon Hayward makes. Oh, I'd like. You know what? I'd like to see that, dude. Why not? You know, That's... give him a nod. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're in contention right now in the East. You know, they're in the back end of that top eight. So that's a you know, and that's a bit. He's been he's been a, a really big part of that. He's been an underrated part of that. Everyone looks at Mellow, uh, Mellow Ball, and all these other guys, and it's like, yeah, they, they've been great. But he's been the he's been the consistent rock for them, which has been crazy. Um, it, it's just funny. Somebody who won't make it, but I'd love to see is Dejounte Murray for no reason, just because that guy's been playing out of his mind lately. He really is playing good. Demar Derozan, does he make it? He's had a stellar season. Uh, I don't think he does. I don't think it's one of those things. I don't think the Spurs make it. I mean, if somebody did make it from the Spurs, I think it would be DeRozan. And actually, shout out to him. He actually just announced today that his father passed away. This mm. So yeah, so shout out to him. That's uh obviously none of us wish that on anybody. Um, and it sucks too because they have the next five games postponed because of COVID. They have four players test positive. Well, he did, he he definitely needs it right now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, you know, silver lining on that to just not have to deal with basketball at the moment, um, which, I mean, could be good or bad, depending on how, how he handles those type of things. But Absolutely. what about Porzingis? Um, Does he make it? No, no, no. He hasn't played enough yet. And honestly, he's been inconsistent, too. There's just been a lot of inconsistent. It's always weird to see because I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Like I said, Trey Young is inconsistent. But then earlier today when I was looking at uh, uh, this morning, I was looking at some of the stats and stuff. I see an article on NBA.com that's pretty much shouting out the fact that Trey Young is giving uh his all-star um trying to push his all-star credentials it's like a top headline or whatever i'm like ah you know it's like it's like is he gonna be there you know like is that how it's gonna go but um because i mean he still puts up numbers and stuff but it's just the percentages are horrible and they're losing every game but uh i am glad to see beal finally just get it though that was actually really nice he deserved it i'll say that after all the complaining for all the complaining last year he did get it this year and he deserves it this year for sure Absolutely. I'm trying to think. Is there another center from the? I would have said oh, also, also too in the East. Sabonis has to get a look too. Oh, that's because I, I was just thinking. I was just looking at the Pacers. And I was like, Who do I forget from the Pacers? But it's that is that. Yeah. Who just continues to get better? It makes no sense to me how that guy just continues to like just every year is his stats uptick a little bit. Like he's a little more dominant. And you're like, man, where is this coming from, dude? He's getting but, trouble doubles now, which is crazy. Yeah, which is nuts, man. It's weird. It's always crazy to see. Did you guys I see that Harden actually has he has five triple doubles with the Nets, and he's in second place all time with the Nets and triple doubles? That's crazy. And then the next person is like Jason Kidd with like sixty or something. Like everybody's like, <laughs> oh, everybody's asking me, oh, how do you feel that he's having the success? I want him to be successful. Don't get me wrong, but I just hated the way things ended. 
That's my only thing. Always the thing is that you have every right to feel that way, dude. Because I, yeah. I mean, I mean, he left in such a horrible way, which and I really hated. I hated his like like apology or like yeah, you, you know, know he would happen the way it did. It's like Harden, it's like you did that. Like at least own up and say like that. You know, yeah, no, I was I was really horrible. Yeah, I basically just abandoned the city of my team, but that's fine. You know, it's like it's like, but I'm happy now. It's like find your happiness, do what you got to do, but. Don't act like you got there on some, you know, walking a, a peaceful road. It's like I'm man. happy for the guy. He's he's playing phenomenal. If he wins a championship, great. If not, hey, you 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 went where you wanted to go. Most teams don't trade you where you want to go. The fact that we was able to swing a trade to get you where you want to be, I know it wasn't Philly. Philly was a damn smokescreen. It was Brooklyn the whole time, and this is where he is now, and he got a, you know, yeah. He's doing what he has to do. No, you know what's really funny? You know, what I saw I saw a, a TikTok actually from this per- this dude who was talking about how Dame Lillard hitting the shot over Paul George in the playoffs <laughs> that him doing that saved Karis Levert's life. Oh, really? Okay, so think about this. So that shot gets hit, right? And that's the last time that Westbrook and Paul George are gonna be on the floor, right? Uh-huh. Paul George leaves, which makes Westbrook upset. Right. Um, and then so he gets traded to Houston. Everything goes down in Houston. He leaves and then Harden gets upset. Right. Harden gets upset and then he leaves for Levert. And then that's done. Because think about if they win, if Oklahoma, if Oklahoma City wins that series, right. they run it back probably. Right. Mm-hmm. If, if they keep going and they don't end it like that, chances are they run it back and that trade never happens. Right. Like, te- I mean, technically, you know what I mean? So it's like this thing saying that Dame hitting that big ass shot over Paul George ended up saving Karis over its life. Because, yeah, because apparently if that, if you, if that, they caught that cancer so early uh, that if they hadn't done that, that apparently it's a, it's a pretty, it's a, the mortality rate on it is not great. So it's pretty high. Uh, so it's uh yeah, the fact it was just a crazy thing to, to think about that that amazing shot turned into potentially saving uh, a young star's life. And I'm so happy you did. Crazy I mean, stuff, man. Don't rush him back on the court. You know what you're getting with Levert. Just let him, you know. Mm-mm. Yeah, I heard they're actually going to bring him. Uh, he's going to start doing some non-contact stuff soon, um, mm-hmm. which would be rad. I mean, dude, like, like that's the thing to to keep an eye on with the with the Pacers is that when he's ready to go, yes. When you just insert him in, he's healthy. Like they're in the East. Like there's someone you have to genuinely consider now because I, I I've been saying it for a minute with him on a team where he is the guy. Like Sabonis is the is the big for sure, but as far as like the ball in the hand scoring, it's going to be all him. Uh, and and, and, that, and that, that that lets Brogdon sit back and kind of be a secondary piece, which is where he's most comfortable and most effective. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at a team now that is so much more dangerous. Miles Turner's playing phenomenal. Yeah, Turner's playing great. Like it's yeah, they're they're a team that if if Levert can get back and be healthy for the playoffs, they're a team in the East that is going to be a very pesky pesky situation i mean and especially then, if they have like a tj warren back next year yeah, and stuff. Like, that's where i was going yeah they're gonna have they're gonna have some interesting pieces this year you got so it's, Lamb uh, back. you got the holiday brothers you got mcdermott yeah who's been playing well i think they've been hurt enough that these guys who they thought weren't gonna play much have been playing a lot and have played well mcconnell's been playing well for them it's like literally everybody so yeah if, if lever can get back in the next couple months and for the playoff run he's ready to go that's a that's a team in the east I was talking about you know who can who can knock off the Nets or the Sixers, and I don't know who could exactly, but that team could definitely put up a fight for sure. Well, Miles yeah, Turner can be a fun team. They, they are. Well, yeah, really imagine are. imagine Levert versus the Nets. 
Oh yeah, that's revenge. Where he just goes up where it's like, all right, now I'm gonna drop thirty on you guys at night, and it's there's nothing you can do about it. It's revenge, right? Oh, I, I just got excited <clears throat> thinking about that. That's gonna be something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, it really is exciting. It really is, and I, I guess I don't know when the uh, the reserves will get announced. I don't know if it'll be you know this upcoming week or the following week, but y'all already know once they get announced, we will have them for you matt the pick'em games that we did um i can't remember all of them i do know the nets the lakers was one and i can't remember the rest of them i'll have to go back and yeah i have uh i can pull up okay cool um at least uh i I think mondays um the game we picked was it 76ers jazz i think it was sixers jazz I think I picked the Jazz, and they won that game. So I, I picked the Nets, they won. Uh, no, it was Clippers-Jazz. Was it Monday? Clip- it was Clippers-Jazz, and I know they have another matchup coming up, so I don't know if you want to wait to do that one. But there's a lot. I don't know if there's any interesting games this upcoming week, because we got to get Riley involved in this too now. Let's see. No, I would never. Do Let's that. do a pick 'em next week. We'll all we'll get a couple ready. We'll all have a pick 'em and we'll write them down. Let's okay, do perfect. Let's do it. Perfect. That'll work. I can't. If you wanna, um, not include the Lakers due to the AD injury, that's totally fine. Yeah, but. we will pick some games this week and we'll talk about them <laughs> next week. Dope. Yeah, I really, I really hope AD gets healthy though, man. He will. He- with the rest he has now, he'll be he'll be fine. I think, dude. It just like he's been trying to play through it this whole time. Now he can just that, sit back and that narrative play. is gonna be, oh yeah, you know, we only won. I mean, we we only lost because eighty or this. That, I, I don't want all that. I want a healthy Laker team. Well, it don't matter because my team ain't going nowhere. But you know. <laughs> I mean, healthy, healthy teams breed less excuses when they don't live up to the hype. But I will say I am impressed with John Wall, and I gotta congratulate Boogie Cousins. He had his contract guaranteed, so that's pretty good. He's been okay. Nine points, about seven rebounds and two assists. So he's he's producing, but you know. We're uh I don't know what we're doing right now. <laughs> we gotta get an identity first, but I think we'll get one soon. Maybe in a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. It's just crazy. <laughs> we'll see. My team was on, I'm not going to say we were on top, but we were contending for so long, and now we're just like, well, this is what it feels like, huh? Yep. <laughs> but it's good. I'm not going anywhere. But if y'all have any questions, comments, concerns, be sure to email us at fullcourtpress82 at gmail.com, as well as head over to the new revamped tssaw.com website. We have both mobile and laptop or computer uh versions that you will see it definitely looks good can, yep and you guys can come chop it up with us in the ssaw group as well you know a lot of uh a lot of great takes in that group not none as of late but you know they, they're they're known to pop out every now and then <laughs> and we thank y'all for listening y'all. Thank you.